We live in a mostly negative world. We live in a world that doesn't want to talk about the bad and the ugly and expose that stuff. We live in a world that perpetuates disaster. Here it is, man. You want positivity, the real deal? Well, let me take you to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side of your authenticity, where I expose my bad and ugly so that you can learn something from my mistakes. Let's go. And I say, hey, 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 leave it like we're Fred Blumenberg coming to you on my episode, The Dark Side of Your Authenticity. Every single Wednesday, The Dark Side of Your Authenticity tackles the stuff that is the bad and the ugly. First of all, let me define what the authenticity means. When I talk about being authentic, that means I'm going to tell you about the good, the bad, and the ugly of all of my situations, of things that I've endured in life, because I am not being fake. 99.9% of people on social media are fake. They show you all the glitz and glam. They show you their highlight reels. They show you how they can help you. They show you all the good shit, and nobody is willing to expose anything bad. Nobody's willing to be vulnerable. Nobody's willing to say, you know what, I fucked up here. Hey, who else is fucked up? Nobody's willing to do that. And the funny part about that is in 2020, There was nobody to be found when it came to that. There were a lot of people that complained. There were a lot of people that bitched, moaned, and whined about stupid shit. But all the gurus, all the people that were selling you products, they all of a sudden ghosted. Why do you think that? Here, let me give you an example. There are some people that I follow on Instagram. And, you know, they they, they like to, you know, be in the gym. They like to work out. They, they want to show you how they're lifting these heavy ass weights and how they're doing all this cardio. And they take these the same picture every morning of their body and how it looks good. But all of a sudden, I'd, I'd say it about man, almost 100% of the people that I, very few of the people that I follow that are supposed workout gurus, they were nowhere to be found in 2020. I'm like, how are you working out? Like, I know you're not going to the gym, but show me that process because we're human. So show me that. They didn't want to show you that. And what I noticed is that they just didn't want to show you the the grit and the grind. They didn't want to show you the ugly. They wanted everything to be, you know, manicured. They wanted everything to look good so they could show you what looking good feels like. But you can't show me what looking good feels like if you can't show me the opposite. You ain't perfect. I want to know what you do when times are rough. That's where I really learn. I don't learn from wins. I learn from your losses. That's how we win, or excuse me, that's how we learn as humans, is that we have to learn from losses. We learn from the pain and the suffering. We don't learn from when we're winning. There's nothing you learn from winning. What you learn from winning is that shit works. Let me continue doing that. What you learn from losing is, yo, we got to figure out how to not make that happen again. What do we do to get to the wins? So all of last year, nowhere to be found. So the dark side of your authenticity is me showing you and exposing to you my bad and ugly so that you can learn from my fuck ups. This is not about me showing perfection. This is about me being vulnerable and saying, you know what? I fucked up here. Here's what you can learn from it. And I don't give a fuck. It's not about me. It's about me helping others that feel exactly like me. I'm authentic. I'm going to show you the good, the bad and the ugly. So today I'm going to tell you how I got through 2020. 
and why I was able to stay upbeat and why I was able to be motivated to continue forward and why I, you know, really was able to get through what, what it was a very challenging time for the entire world. Last year was something brand new. I'm 43. I, I don't, I have never experienced that in terms of the entire world being sent home in quarantine. Never have I ever in my life ever experienced any of that. Now, the only thing that I can compare that has come close to that was in uh, 9-11 of 2001, I believe it was. And that's when the United States uh, States was attacked. Um, the airplanes hit the World Trade Center. The World Trade Center collapsed along with airplanes hitting the Pentagon. And uh, some uh, I can't remember the location in Pennsylvania out here. But that was when the planes were grounded. It was like they, there was no one flying for like two weeks. That, that's the only thing that I could compare it to. And the difference between that time in the United States and last year in the United States is there's two things. Number one, there was no social media. There was no social media presence like there is now. People more or less, they really came together, you know. And we understood more of, you know, how to be together as, as a nation. You know, we put all our differences aside and we started coming together as people. Now, last year, we were spreading apart. We were distancing ourselves. We were, you know, creating division with mask and no mask, white versus black, you know, Republican versus Democrat here in the United States. And we were just divisive. What's the common thread? Social media. The news was prevalent then, but not like it is today. It's just, you know, expanded. So for me... I'm going to tell you how I prepared for that, how I got through that. There's a few very important facts that I'm going to go over here. But before I do, let me explain what the dark side of your authenticity is all about. This is a show that is all about tackling the bad and the ugly in your life. And in order for you to learn how to navigate your bad and ugly a little bit better is to understand my bad and ugly and how I navigated that. So I'm going to give you some stories that I have experienced in my life and, you know, I believe that exposing my bad and ugly will help you in your time of need. Um, this is the uh, antithesis or the opposite of what my Monday show, The Authentic Positive Mindset Warrior, is all about. Monday's show is a challenge that I pose to my Facebook group. I want you to click the link in the description of this episode so that you can get inside my private group and be a part of that challenge. But it's a challenge. I challenge people to be better and every week I put out a new challenge and so this week's challenge was the force change challenge how do you force change this is going to be profound to you because my knee infection and other stories that I tell you about in today's episode is really about forcing change and what happened when disaster struck and how I was able to overcome that so you know the what I posed to the group on Monday was forcing change and the most important things about forcing change is really a few things, but the basis of everything I talk about is, is acing life, acing life, ace, A-C-E, ace life, you want to ace life, A, take action, A is for action, you have to take action, there's a lot of people that talk about doing things, but they don't take action, you got to take action, C, C is for clarity, you got to get clear on what you want, I mean exact, 
Most people are very vague. They're gray with what they want. They're very ambitious. I want a lot of money. How much is that? Like define. I want enough to pay my. I want enough to pay my bills and have a little left over. Great. How much money is that? And how much left over? Like if it's a four thousand dollars to cover your bills for the month, how much extra do you want? Five hundred? A thousand dollars? Like let's get precise. So clarity is the most important because if you're just taking action, it'd be like me saying, okay. Drive out here to Idaho. Come find me. (laughs) You would know the general vicinity to come get me, but yo, dude, Idaho is a big-ass state. So you you wouldn't know where to really go, right? But if I gave you my exact address, now you have have specified roads that you can take to get to my location. So clarity is important. And E is execution. E, execute. That means you are finishing all the way through to the goal. You are finishing tasks to get to the goal. The idea is to complete the task to get to the goal. We're not just taking action to be busy. So action, clarity, execution. You want to ace the test of life. Now, before you do that, obviously you must know exactly what you're going towards and why. So I I put that to the group. And so this week we're talking about how my knee infection prepared me for COVID-19. First of all, my knee infection happened to me in 2018. Uh, dude, I, I'm 43. So I was a completely like healthy human being. I was fine. And I used to work out. <laughs> I need to get my ass back in the gym. I haven't worked out since 2018. It's been three years. I, I feel like shit that I haven't worked out. But man, long story short, um, I remember I was, I was walking towards... Um, I was just, I was walking, I was walking in the street and, and I remember my, my knee kind of, kind of, you know, I call it a hitch in the giddy up. <laughs> it just kind of did something weird. And I said, Ooh, I need to get that checked out. God, I just don't have time. And so I remember my son had a football game and again, like somebody got injured on the field and I ran from the stands cause it's a student that I, I know. And I went to go check on him and the same thing, man. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my knee? I need to get that checked. Well, Two, about a month later, I had a knee infection. The knee infection felt like t- somebody took a sledgehammer and just bashed it as hard as they could on my knee. My knee swelled up. I didn't hit it on anything. I had an infection. Somehow an infection got in my knee, probably through a cut, and my knee just swelled up to the point I couldn't bend it. It was hurting, throbbing knee pain. I th- remember I took a leave PM, and it didn't do a dent. A leave PM usually knocks me out. I remember I took a leave PM, and that pain overrode the leave PM. Like, I had so much pain that I could not think. And when I went into the E, uh, the, not the ER, when I went into the doctor's office, the next, I couldn't even walk. Like, I had to be wheelchaired in. That's how much pain I was in. And when I went there, they said, you need to go to surgery immediately. You, you have a knee infection. So I went to surgery, got it cleaned out. That fucked me up, y'all. I had never had surgery before that, ever. In fact, let me give you a, some context. Right now, my granny's blind. My granny, I love my granny. She's like 83, 84. I should know the age, but she's in her 80s, man. And she went blind from a triple bypass surgery that she had in 2012. My granny was hip, man. She had two jobs. She was a nurse. Like she, she used to text me. <laughs> I used to be. I remember the first time I got a text from my granny. I was like, "Yo, who is this? This is my grandma texting me." Like that. My granny was with it, man. And she went in for a routine, you know, checkup. Found out her arteries were ninety percent blocked. 
went in for a triple bypass surgery, came out blind. And I was like, what the fuck? She's now being taken care of by my mom at home. And so you have to understand, me going into this surgery, I was petrified because I didn't want to become blind. Now, the chances of that happening to me are slim. But again, that was my thought process. So I was in so much pain. I was just, I, and, and fear of surgery that everything was happening at once. How is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? What the fuck is going on? But I just took it step by step. Everything was just step by step. And and, and I was thinking, you know what? I, there's nothing that I can physically do to change this situation. I just have to remain calm and understand that there's a process to how this stuff plays out. In other words, there's there's a way that they go about doing these procedures. Everything is a process. So me trying to think out the next step and be ahead of that in this process is 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 good, but to worry about the next steps is redundant. I need to be in the present. So I learned to meditate and I've been doing that forever, meditation. And what I do is I have an app called Insight Timer. I put it on meditation, uh, you know, waterfalls or whatever, ocean sounds. And I put it on for 10 minutes and I put on my blindfold, my, uh, my eye mask. I wear eye mask when I go to sleep. And I meditate on what, what, is, what does my perfect day look like? What does the perfect vacation look like? And I put myself there. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. These are keys. Meditation. How to put yourself in a different space when you are in a problematic situation so that you can calm down your central nervous system. That's something that I had been doing long before I had my knee infection. So when they put you in surgery, before they get you there, it's nerve-wracking, man. They got all these machines hooked up to you. They got the nurses coming to you, poking and prodding you, asking questions. Before you get in, they're prepping you. Right, they're prepping everything because I got to make sure that things are okay. So I remember I had my blindfold on because I couldn't take it. I had to put it on. I couldn't take it. I had to put myself to a different space, and so that really helped me. The surgery was successful. I came out. You know, my knee was all fucked up, but you know, I did get that taken care of. Now, the aftermath of that—that that was the surgery. Now the aftermath. Now I'm in the hospital. I'm hurting. I'm taking meds. I'm in a place where I just don't feel comfortable. It's not my bed. I'm like, I'm waking up in sweat because the infection is like sweating itself out of me. I'm eating food that's eh, it's okay. It's what it is. But there's no love here. I don't have my wife and kids. And when they would come and visit me, it would be for a temporary amount of time. And then they would leave. And it would just be me and my thoughts. And I'm telling you, man, that's where the devil hang out. Uh, It's like crazy. When you are... At your weakest and lowest, it's like the worst time you think of everything. There were times where I was like, will this pain ever leave me? Will I ever live a life without pain? And I just, it was like, I just had to get to the next minute, the next hour. That's literally how I was. Do you know how I got through it? Staying busy. I was coaching clients at the time. And um, uh, while I was in the hospital, I missed one phone call. Now, you might be thinking, how are you coaching clients in the hospital? Because, man, I had drugs that kept me, uh, um, um, like like I was with it. It wasn't like I was, um, you know, out of it. I was high or anything. Um, I I was okay. I was fine. Once I had the drugs that that got rid of the pain, I was fine. So when I had these coaching calls with these people, I was fine. I wasn't in writhing pain. Um, 
There was one time I did have to cancel a call. But being in the hospital, being in that much pain for that continuous amount of time, then they had to put a PICC line in me. I can't remember what the acronym PICC, I think it's called. But the PICC line goes in your arm all the way to your heart so they can give you these antibiotics. It's fucked up, man. And then so I had, once I got released from the hospital, that was a two-month process. Then I had to learn how to walk. I had to go through PT, physical therapy. That was another three-month process. I had to learn how to bend my leg, which I couldn't. I was in a wheelchair, walker, crutches everything man and going through that traumatic experience got me ready for 2020 how because i learned that the amount of pain that i was in seemed like forever but it really wasn't the amount of energy that i put towards just doing simple shit like walking making a lunch for my kids i remember making a lunch for my kids i was in tears in the bathroom because it took me 15 minutes just to make them a simple lunch that usually took less than five. And I remember that I was in the bathroom breaking down because I felt like like, like a bum. I felt inadequate. I was at my lowest. So that moment helped me understand. Once I got through that, that was about a six-month process, about six to nine-month process of when I finally was confident to walk on my own. It was like almost September of the next year, almost a whole year later. I had surgery in October of 2018. I was pretty much all right by uh, October of 2019, still with a little bit of a limp. But I got through it. The point of that is that there's a few things. Number one, I went in with a positive mindset. A positive mindset is key because it's very easily or easy to slip into negativity when things are falling apart. It's so easy to be depressed. I did not leave that hospital depressed. In fact, one of the ladies kept saying, oh, my God, you're so young. I can't believe this happened to you. And, and I'm like, yo, it's a blessing, man. It's good. I needed to my life needed to stop. And I needed to refocus on some things. And she looked at me like, you know, when you're talking to your dog and your dog kind of cocks his head. She looked at me like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I said, you have to understand this is an opportunity. You have to look for opportunities in the bad, man. The only way that you can get there is if you are calm, if you are relaxed and you are focused. I got myself where I was meditating when I was like downtime. And there's a lot of downtime in the hospital. The Internet wasn't that good. So it wasn't like I could always jump on the Internet. And so my mind was busy on how can I maximize this downtime? So what did 2020 give us? A lot of fucking downtime. What do you do with it to create the life that you want? How do you maximize downtime? You write down what you want. You write down what you want to do in the future. You write down how to get there. You take the actions to go there. Now, when I'm talking about positive mindset, it was an activity. I would say, yo, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm not going to (laughs) die. The pain is temporary. It's my weakness leaving the body. These are affirmations I would repeat to myself. You have to have some form of affirmation that's going to that's gonna click with you. That's, and sometimes you just need to say it, even though it's not making any difference at the moment. You just got to say it so your body can respond and be like, okay, he's saying it, we hear it, okay, we understand that. So I want you to understand that for me, in 2020, 
there was one thing that I said before we shut down here in Idaho, which was right around St. Patrick's Day of last year. I remember I told my wife, I said, listen, the East Coast and all these places are shutting down. I foresee us shutting down probably in about a few weeks, long before we did. And she's like, oh, I, I hope it doesn't happen. I said, it's going to. What's the thing that I saw that she didn't see? I saw a pattern. A pattern. You have to look at your life in patterns. Your life is like the ocean. The ocean moves. It's constantly moving. The water is constantly moving. Are there times where it's still? Yeah, there's times where it's still. But it's constantly moving. There's an ebb and flow of how water moves. And when you understand the ebb and flow and you understand the pattern, you are prepared. I looked up on Google the last time we had a pandemic and it was like 1919. I'm like, oh, this is the pattern. Okay. What did they do in the Spanish flu? Oh, they wore masks. Oh, people were, you know, getting mad at each other for not wearing masks. Okay, that's what I predict is going to happen now. And what happened? We had people fighting over who wore a mask and not. I don't care what side you're on. I'm just saying I looked at history like, okay, humans are the same. You know, they might evolve a little, but they're pretty much the same. History repeats itself. I was prepared for that. The whole thing that went down in Minnesota. Same thing. I was prepared for that. Why? I've seen that before. <laughs> I remember telling a friend, I'm like, that looks like Rodney King all over again, man. The only difference is it's just it's different age, different cops, different city, same shit. We did the same thing. Rioting in the streets, tearing shit up. Whether I, I'm looking at the event, the event and looking at past and looking at what has happened and predicting what is happening. Good or bad or ugly, I don't care. Me, I'm able to look at it and say, okay, I've seen this before. I know exactly what's going to happen. So your job is not to be reactive. Everything I told you is not about being reactive. Everything I told you is about being proactive. How do I assess this situation, look at what has happened in the past, and how do I make the right choice to get me what I want? So a lot of people were reactive to last year. The thing with the cops, reactive. The thing with the presidency here in the United States, reactive. The thing with the virus, reactive. Mask or no mask, reactive. And so you saw a lot of people that were mentally off. Being quarantined, that was no big deal for me because I had been in the hospital. And being in the hospital bed, not able to move, that's a sense of quarantine. It's not like I could, I could get up, but I was getting up in my room. <laughs> I wasn't leaving anywhere. So being quarantined to me was just the same thing. Okay, I'm here in my bed. How can I maximize this time? Not just sit here and watch TV. And you'll be surprised. While I was in my bed, I didn't watch much TV. I was on my laptop trying to figure out how I can maximize my next business moves. Now, you might be saying, you should have been getting rest. You should have been chilling out. You should have been with your family. No, man, that's time to maximize. That's what I do. So when you see me where I'm at right now in my life on social media because that's how most of you see me, or you listen to my podcast and you're like, man, he's got it together. You have to understand, I got it together during times of frustration, times of peril, times of heartache. And that's when you maximize these times. So for 2020, it, it, it really wasn't hard for me. It was challenging because it was new things, like my kids being sent home and having to learn from home. But that's, that's I, I had been through that. So I want you to look at a time that you have been 
put to the test, bro. I'm talking about put to the test to the point where you you just you just don't even know how you got through it. And I want you to understand this one very important thing. You got through it. That means you won. You're still here. You're still going. The problem is you keep looking back at all the bad. You keep looking back at what you shoulda, woulda, coulda had. That's not what you should be doing. What you should be doing is looking back at the pattern. Look at the pattern. The pattern of what has happened so that you can predict your future. When you look at the pattern, you are able to look at and assess what results you got from it. When I say look at the pattern, I'm talking about looking at it objectively, not looking at it like, oh, my God, well, if he didn't do this and if that didn't happen and they should have did that. No, I'm talking about looking at it objectively like it happened to you because of you. That knee infection happened to me because of me. I could easily blame it on somebody. I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, that shit happened to me. How did I respond? So what I'm teaching you in this episode today is how to be proactive, man. Be proactive. Stop being majority of population is reactive. They react to everything. And when you react, you are easily controlled. You can't control your own emotions. Everything that's happening with cop shootings and all that, that's it's terrible. I'm not going to respond to it. I'm going to be the change. That's how I'm proactive. How am I going to, how am I going to go about it? I'm going to make change. I'm going to be the change. I'm going to be the light. I'm going to be what I want to see in the world. That. Is what I have control of. And that is how I go about being proactive. Yeah, the shit in the news, does it anger me? Yeah, but I'm not going to allow that to control what I do. I'm going to be proactive. So when 2020 happened, I was proactive. I saw the pattern. I aligned myself with what I needed to do. And I got ready. Everything in your life, that's what you do from now on. You get ready. Look at patterns. Look at your history. Look at it objectively and figure out how to maximize. And when you have downtime... Maximize it. Stop waiting for an opportunity. Stop waiting for anything, period. You don't wait. You get proactive and you attack. It's your boy Fred Blumenberg on my show. Be, uh, the, uh, well, this is my, my podcast, Be Authentic Zone. This is my show, The Dark Side of Your Authenticity. Every single Wednesday, I give you something that has happened to me, something that I'm going through, something that's challenging, and I give it to you because I am willing to give you my bad and ugly so that you can learn from my fuck-ups and my mistakes. Guys, it's your boy Fred Blumenberg. You know I love you. Be blessed. I will see you on the other side. Subscribe and share.